Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from sevensistershomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Sabrina, and I'm talking today with Vicki. And we like talking to each other because mm-hmm. we're homeschool siblings. And yeah. if you're listening in, you are our sister or brother. We love having homeschooling siblings to journey along with and have adventures with and yeah. learn from. Mm-hmm. We all learn from each other. And uh, talk about all of the things that can be a part of the homeschool high school experience. Mm-hmm. You know, every family is different, and we very much um, encourage you to embrace that. We say all the time, you know, there is not just one right way to do That's this. Right. That's right. There are so many right ways to homeschool high school. And we're going to talk a little bit about something that is not directly connected to academics, but very much connected to homeschooling in high school. Because a big piece of what we're doing in high school is we're preparing our kids for adulting. You know, they're gonna have life after graduation. Yes. <laughs> it may be hard to believe it sometimes, but yeah. they are. And that's a big piece of what we want those high school years to be doing and mm-hmm. building character and communication skills and relational skills is a very important and sadly sometimes overlooked mm-hmm. part of homeschool high school. Mm-hmm. So, Thanksgiving is upon us. The holiday season is approaching. And if you are like many families, that means that there will be more family gatherings than usual, gatherings with extended family, maybe. If you don't have extended family near you, then you may be gathering with others who don't have folks Mm -hmm. to celebrate Mm -hmm. with, um, which is a wonderful thing to do, by the Mm -hmm. way, if you've Mm -hmm. never tried that. And those kinds of social situations can be really great character building experiences Mm -hmm. for our teens. And we're going to talk a little bit about ways to equip them for that. And perhaps ways to monitor our own character because family gatherings and extended whatever Mm -hmm. social things have Uh become more complicated in in the world since COVID. Yes. And we are glad to see numbers go down when the numbers go down. And we are unhappy when the numbers go up, but none of us is in control of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's still so vitally important that we be with other people and that we find ways to, um, to gather and to build relationships, to celebrate, to communicate, yeah. to share a meal. Oh, sharing a meal is such powerful stuff, yes. but we have to do it where people have varied degrees of comfort mm-hmm. um, with how close they are to other people, with how many people are in a room, with what the ventilation is like, with what their own personal health um, situations are, with all sorts of other pieces of their lives. And so it can be very tricky. So we're going to focus in on uh, how to help our teens and ourselves uh, really build grace into our character and to approach these gatherings um, intentionally and with a sensitivity to how to navigate the room when there are extra people in it. How's that for an intro? <laughs> That's a, a, a lovely intro. Yeah, our, our holiday seasons look different than 10 years ago because they are <laughs> affected by whatever is going on in the, the COVID world. And, you know, it's it will be with us in some form or the other for who knows how long. So, yeah. but I, I really appreciate what you said about grace is one of the things that that we have all been learning about 
is how we live with each other with grace. And when Mm. you get together with family, especially extended family, you usually have different versions of what's the right thing to do in a gathering, you know, in the COVID world. Isn't it funny how we can share a lot of DNA and have very different opinions? (laughs) Yes. And that's, you know, to navigate that graciously rather than trying to fix the people that are around you and make them do it right or think it right, but to to model Christ-like behavior, that takes some discussion ahead of time with your teens. Because teens teens sometimes have, they think they have it right anyway. And of course, we we parents we know we have it right, and so of course. So, but it, you know, we can't. I mean, unless you want to spend a whole family gathering arguing about what's the right thing to do oh. in this circumstance, you know, why that not just enjoy lose it? lose for mm-hmm. everyone? So yeah, let mm-hmm. let's try to find some ways to not do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let's let's give some folks some some gracious ways to handle people who aren't doing it right. Okay. All right. Can I go first? Because it's yes. alphabetical if I do, because I have an alphabetically um, A letter thing to use. So um, <laughs> talk, to our, talk to your teens and check yourself about your assumptions about people. See how I started with A? You did. Being alphabetical. You did. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, I recently actually taught in a group. We were talking about why sometimes when the hometown hero comes home, why sometimes they are not received. You know, even Jesus got rejected mm-hmm. when he came back to Nazareth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Why is it that we love our hometown heroes until they come home and then it doesn't go so well often? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this idea of assumptions. We think we know all about our families mm-hmm. before these extended gatherings. We've known them our whole lives, right? Mm-hmm. So we know what's going on with them and we know how they can be really, mm -hmm, you know, we've got all this backstory in our minds and we think we know them. And I read a quote somewhere and golly, I wish I could give credit because I don't remember where I, where it it came from, Mm -hmm. but there's nothing worse than knowing that, you know, just enough to prove, you know, absolutely nothing. (laughs) It's that attitude of, oh yeah, I'm I'm inside this person's head and they're doing this just Mm -hmm. to be difficult. They're poking the bear they're stirring up trouble, whatever. And you actually have no idea what is going on in somebody else's head Mm -hmm. in their private life, especially if it's extended family and you don't see them very often. You probably don't know much of what's going on in the last three to six months. Yeah. But you think you know them and you judge them the moment they do something that you don't agree with. Mm -hmm. So to form gracious assumptions is to basically sit yourself down right before the event and say, I'm going to assume that there is a good reason for whatever anybody does at this dinner today or at this party today, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm going to assume that there is a good reason that I perhaps know nothing about. And if I need to ask about it, because I actually need that information, I will do that respectfully, but I will not allow myself to fill in all the blanks in that person's story because I don't really know what they're going through. Uh, there you go. Assumptions. That's where I like to start. Oh, that's, that would be a whole lovely blog post to write. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I love that. Yes. Yeah. So, so are, are we going alphabetically? We're going in whatever order you want. I just wanted to go first because I'm I, I love that. Well, I, <laughs> because the, the, the B would follow after A. It would. And yeah. So how do we behave when people mm. aren't doing it right? And so one, one of the things that is our natural response when people aren't thinking the right way 
because clearly we're the right ones. We're always right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, is, is to let our blood pressure rise and get an angry face and an irritated posture and start correcting. And if you're me, you also start to get really blotchy on your neck. When yeah. that yeah. All the little red blotches pop out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so your kids know when, uh, when mm-hmm. it's, they're not doing it right. <laughs> so yeah, so for our teens, we can give them the, the, the evil eye and the blotchy neck. <laughs> they know to like reel it in. But you know, for us as adults, we can talk to our teens and model for ourselves, plan ahead that when people do not do something right, then we can behave with grace towards them. And so that it, it helps, you know, unless somebody's in danger, you know, somebody's mm-hmm. doing something crazy, you know, in the, in the dinner had one too many or something. Most of the time it's just stupid conversation. And people are just making noise and they, they really, you know, like it's, there's not any eternal value in this thing. And so it, it helps when you talk with that person who's not doing it right to behave with, with nonverbals that are calmer. So deescalate the nonverbals and teach your teens how to do that. So they lower their voice and talk a little bit more deep in their throat and they bring their shoulders down. So not up, up to their ears, bring the shoulders down and, and see if they can practice a calm face. So, you know, not, you know, it's, it helps to look in the mirror and say, when I am really mad, this is my face. And when I'm putting on my game face, I'm putting my game face on for the relatives, it's my calm face and what that feels like. So in the moment you can do that and then know that, that you don't have to engage a stupid conversation. So behave graciously Ooh. towards them. But when they say something stupid, you can say, well, how about them fillies? <laughs> yeah. yeah, redirection is a beautiful tool mm. when, when things are awkward to just redirect. And, you know, I have found great uh, safety, I don't know, whatever, not support, I guess, not safety, but mm. support in, in humor too, in, in making a silly little joke about myself not about Mm -hmm. the other person, Mm -hmm. you know, realizing that I've just dribbled coffee on my shirt again, you know, Mm -hmm. coffee on my Mm -hmm. shirt pretty much daily. Um, And and where maybe I just wouldn't have even said anything, but oh dear, look at this. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't take me anywhere. And and before you know Mm -hmm. it, the the topic is just gone. Whatever it was that was the problem is just gone. So never aimed at others, but at yourself Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. redirect that attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I love what you're saying about learning to recognize what your mean face looks like. And um, I was in fourth grade and we were standing in line for something at school and we were all irritated with our teacher about something. I don't know what it was, but we were all, I remember everybody sort of grumbling, grumbling. And my teacher came walking down the line and she looked at me and she said, don't you roll those eyes at me. (laughs) That was the day that I found out that I'm an eye roller. I didn't know it until then, but I am a big time eye roller. And I had to learn to not let those eyes roll mm-hmm. when someone says something that I think is just so ridiculous or mm-hmm. inappropriate or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I still roll my eyes at my children from time to time because, you know, mm-hmm. it's a good way of communicating. You need to stop. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, to, to learn what your mean face looks like so that you can choose a different one. Yeah. Humans have mirror neurons. So they tend to 
mimic what they see on your face. And you tend to mimic what you see on other people's faces and it happens before you think. So when you catch that, like somebody just said something stupid and they had their mean face on, your face is going to want to do mean face. But if you already know what your calm face is, you can go like, I feel the mean face. Now I'm putting on my calm face. And then people can pick up by their mirror neurons, your calmness, and they will feel some calm too. Very good. Okay, so let's use that as our C, which is calm, because it is so easy to get sucked into the escalate, 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 Mm -hmm. escalate thing. Mm -hmm. And it is not, I, I have heard people say that they feel like they're being dishonest if they clearly put a stop and a calming thing in place. We talked about redirecting, Mm -hmm. we talked about, you know, distracting, Mm -hmm. whatever, just, just gently changing things and not engaging. But sometimes someone's behavior is crossing the line into abusive. Mm -hmm. For example, you see um, someone in, in one generation who is kind of cornering someone in the younger generation mm. and say, come on now, you know, it's true. And, and you, mm. you, this is a completely uneven match. You know, this is not, this is yeah. maybe not even one of our kids, you know, maybe it's a mm. niece or a nephew, but you recognize, um, yeah, this is not fair. This is bullying and this is yeah. not fair. When you need to step in, you can step in very calmly. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying, Hey, you can't talk to them that way. Or oh, listen to yourself, you're being a bully, all of which is true and mm-hmm. honest, mm-hmm. it's not going to be helpful. And instead, you can handle things like, how about we take a break and see what's left on the appetizer table, because mm-hmm. this isn't really making anybody feel festive, or mm-hmm. yeah, just something very direct, let's take mm-hmm. a break. How about we do something else for a while? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you may need to intervene in a situation mm-hmm. that is not good. And if so, you can do it without getting torqued yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that, the, the projecting calm. It also projects when you stay calm, it projects the um, illusion of authority, like the calmer person, oh, yeah. especially if you're, if you're talking in a calm voice with the calm nonverbals, it, it makes you the one that's the power broker. Like calm is actually power. And yeah. so, so that, you know, you, you can step in and do a calm rescue. And then that usually the escalated person feels a little bit lost or embarrassed, but they will go settle themselves down very often. Yeah. You know, when you remove the, the, the less powerful person from that situation. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. D is for diaphragm and all of this calmness comes from a place of taking a deep breath. And, you know, there are so many jokes about, oh, please, you know, <laughs> deep breath. If somebody else, if one more person tells me to, to breathe deeply when I'm upset, I'm going to punch them. Okay. It's, and it doesn't fix absolutely everything in the universe, mm-hmm. but it is fundamental mm-hmm. to, to being gracious, to behaving graciously, and even mm-hmm. to thinking graciously. Because if you are breathing shallow with mm-hmm. a tight chest and throat, you're not getting enough oxygen for your brain to even be functioning at its best. Right. So a huge deep breath before you have to respond yeah. in any way to anybody. Yeah. So for those of you guys who have the watches that tell you to breathe, yeah. just listen to your watch. Listen to your watch. <laughs> <laughs> what does it say about us as a society that we need our watches to remind us to breathe? 
Mm. <laughs> There's something there. But <laughs> well, we do. I listen to your watch. Wow. Look how alphabetical we were. A, B, C, D. I don't know if we can keep that up, but. Well, um, I got E. You got E? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm so impressed. We're, you know, this is as good you as a letter. E's <laughs> <laughs> engage in something positive. You know, find a new activity, you know, just for a minute. And in fact, if you can plan ahead before you go to whatever event this is, pleasant, engaging conversations, like engage the older family members telling their life stories. Like that's mm-hmm. a, a thing we've lost in our culture. And you've got grandkids yeah. who don't know the grandparents growing up stories. You know, what was it like in the old days? And your homeschoolers, you can log that down as history, you know, like, yes. get like so engage the older ones in storytelling or bring bring some cards and play a card game, you know, like do things that keep people from just sitting down in their COVID, you know, the collateral damage of everybody's just more anxious than they used to be. And, you know, create yeah. some positive engagement experiences. Yeah. Wow. I can't believe you had E just like that. That was, that was fantastic. Okay. So F is for family and a lot of this is Mm -hmm. is family gatherings and Mm -hmm. it helps us grow in grace when we recognize that relationships are more important than opinions. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't necessarily always agree with the attitude of family first, because sometimes God brings us into relationship with all kinds of people Mm -hmm. that he has, you know, set beautiful, um, strong relationships in place for, but family is vitally important. Mm-hmm. And to recognize that those relationships are not worth losing over opinions, even, mm-hmm. even over opinions that you hold very dearly, mm-hmm. you can agree to disagree and you can say, we're going to be family at the end of the day. And I honor and respect that familial relationship. Yeah. And so I can overlook lots of other things and still respect you as a person because you are mine you know so there f is for family and g is for god and grace yes yes (laughs) which brings it all home oh yes (laughs) yeah Yeah. gosh sabrina it's so good when we talk to each other even if we're on zoom (laughs) it is it's wonderful it's wonderful it's so worth it to find ways to celebrate yeah and find ways to gather and if you have to do it in different ways than you have in the past and if it's only because of two people mm-hmm. if you can make those gracious adjustments what you're saying is you are of value and our relationship is of value and you can say to your teens sometimes in life you're going to need to intentionally do something to facilitate relationships being protected and strengthened yeah. and it is worth it it's worth it every time yeah Amen. oh yeah that's good it's a good time for our kids to learn life skills and like Vicky said hey if you can log a couple history hours while you're at it mm-hmm. or if you happen to be studying Vicky's human development curriculum yeah you know, I mean this stuff wow when you observe <laughs> different generations in a room together that is human development lab hours right you there. bet it sure enough yes is. yeah <laughs> yes all right so we hope that your thanksgivings are wonderful and full of grace and uh, we hope that you will continue hopping in to the Homeschool High School podcast and learning from whatever we can share from our experience, but that you will also engage in the conversation. If you're not a part of our Facebook group, that is a really great place to start because it is a wonderful, wonderful group of homeschool siblings who are all 
sharing their homeschooling journeys. And we would really love for your adventure to be a part of that conversation. So jump in there and meet some others who are homeschooling high school right alongside you and see if that doesn't make it better for us all. And we hope that you will join us again on future episodes of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com and brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.